Welcome back to Wet Bigotti, a show of random conversations by people with Bigotti, sometimes educational, surprisingly insightful, but mostly random and tangential. Today, before we introduce our topic, again with me here today is Eric. And, Hello. Uh-huh. How are you, Eric? What's new? What's up? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. And you? Actually, uh, I'm about to start new work. Thank God, finally found some work. Congratulations. I won't have to go downstairs begging people money for pug pug money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mendicancy is a crime. Yeah, but if they're very generous, I won't mind. <laughs> And my new job is actually expecting me to go to report at 6 in the morning. It's really... It was really early. Very early. It's, it can be challenging, but surprisingly, well, I didn't expect to be a morning person when I was a child. <laughs> I usually like to stay up late. Is that same with you? Um, well, given the nature of my work right now, and be, given that it's a, it's very flexible, I'm slowly returning to those days of staying up late at night. But it's it helps that I don't have internet in my apartment, so... <laughs> I don't really have much incentive to kind of like stay up late because mm-hmm. usually if I just watch videos or read something, I'll fall asleep on, in bed. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's nice that I'm, I'm not saying it's we want to torture you more with no internet, but uh, have you been reading books? Has it been better? I don't know. I don't know if we shared this in the last episode or in private. Mm-hmm. I do have my OKR, kind of like my goal is to read a book every month. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fallen through. I haven't really finished. the. It's already the third month of the year, and I'm a third of the way finished with the current book that I'm reading. But aside from that, I haven't, I haven't really been reading a lot. I've been reading some manga, some webtoons. <laughs> That's well, hopefully the no internet will help you push you to finish that challenge of yours. <laughs> Jeez, I'm not really sure if that's possible, but we'll see. <laughs> so getting back on top of the topic, Eric, are you a Disney kid? I mean, that's a tricky question, but who isn't really? Kids our age or, you know, when we were still kids, I mean, I don't think there wasn't a kid who didn't know about Disney in one way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah. So when we were kids, by the way, this is speaking back on our topic on last season with nostalgia, but we aren't really going to talk much about nostalgia, but mostly about our experiences with Disney's movies. So in this episode, we are going to rate our own personal top five Disney movies from our childhood. No Pixar only Disney animated movies and the movie was released should be before 2003 and with that going back to Eric's statement mm-hmm. who didn't really watch Disney movies growing up it like with anything produced by America in the 90s it will be shoved down our throats and one of those are a lot of Disney movies <laughs> that is true and Upon some not really serious research, but I've been to make my top five. I've been reading a lot about what were the movies Disney produced, and surprisingly, I've watched about ninety percent of those. So oh my god, okay, 
I won't really say I'm a Disney kid, but everything under the year 2003 I've actually watched in other films at one point in my life I had to download because I wanted to watch that movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, in my case, it's not really because I'm a Disney fan or a particular fan of Disney's movies. Mm-hmm. It was more of like kind of uh you know like a consequence for me being with the with with people who were fans of disney um <laughs> growing up i had a cousin who could afford to watch those kinds of movies and i was there so they let me watch um the movies with them mm-hmm. and it's not that i particularly liked movies it's it's kind of like when you're a kid and then mm-hmm. they just put something random on the television and you're like oh okay this looks fun <laughs> or something like that I have very poor taste in movies actually. <laughs> and I don't know, I think my taste will reflect that or I don't know. Oh my god. I'll I'll try to be as unbiased or as unprejudiced with my choices, but I don't know. I think I'm going to be very 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 based on my with my choices today. So, we'll see. Well, I would like to think of myself as a movie nerd, if, but I wouldn't say I'm the expert when it comes to Disney and I would honestly say Pixar had the better formula for movies but who says Disney can't buy Pixar <laughs> who said who, who who said that Disney didn't already do that yeah um but yeah okay so back to the top a little bit of a segue here mm-hmm. um considering that you said that you're not much of a movie nerd Are you those types of people who watches the film the first time to enjoy it and then watches it again to do all of the analysis thing like things that they probably you know like so what's the meaning of this and that what I what type of message is hidden or what's trying to be communicated or whatever or are you the person who just really enjoys watching movies what kind of movie nerd are you how i rate movies is rewatchability So for example my one of my favorite movies is The Grand Budapest Hotel. The, my first watch would be mostly to enjoy the film and because I enjoy the film I would watch it at least a couple more times but not obviously not afterwards maybe right of the, course the next week or and then I will slowly just like when you're chewing the food the flavor slowly comes out to it i will see those little details like how they the director showed a scene was it from this point of view how the transition to the next so yeah but my main point is the movie should be at least rewatchable so that i can get those little details okay i could probably condense my taste as to watch as um, something that's fun Mm-hmm. has a lot of action in it and and explosions mm-hmm. but i don't just watch blockbuster films all the time i know that marvel has made a, like shit ton of movies yeah. um, but i haven't really seen all of them because they weren't that visually intriguing but i did enjoy thor 3 <laughs> actually thor she was really really good i mean taika waititi i think is one of was one of my favorite directors out there yeah. and i was really interested in seeing what he would do with thor 3 and i think he really delivered you know his his visual his his way of telling a story is very different and mm-hmm. uh, i really appreciated that um but at the same time it kind of like kind of piggyback on the success of the guardians 
of the galaxy actually it kind of remodeled itself towards that type of movie you could say that because it has it shares a lot of the aesthetic um the bright colors the neon colors and the kind of like the wacky the wacky tone and i think that's also another reason why they've decided to have can they i i think they have another spit uh, i have another movie on the works yeah where it's kind of like thor and the uh, the uh, guardians the as guardians of the galaxy i think <laughs> was kind of like the work title of that i see but we'll see. we'll see um but yeah well in uh we'll talk about it on a movie type episode but let's get back okay <laughs> so disney so disney <laughs> so Do you want to start? What's your number five? Oh, my number five. Okay. Just a quick disclaimer out there, guys. Uh, I've, I haven't really ranked my movies in any particular order, but then there is a kind of like a bit of a reason why I chose them. And so what's number five right now is probably not really number five in the sense that it's the fifth overall. It's just, you know, you know the number five that the fifth movie that I decided to choose. I don't have a, a, a specific favorite per se, but they, and it's not really for a deep reason. Sometimes it's just a feel good movie or whatever. But anyway, just a quick disclaimer. First movie that I would, I think is, is in my top five would be Mulan. Mulan. Yes. So I don't think there is a person in the world out there who hasn't seen Mulan, especially our age, uh, people our age. Mm-hmm. Again, this is the animated movie. I know Disney has... Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. This is the animated movie that was released in 1998. Not whatever that was that was released recently. I don't think that was Mulan. Um, <laughs> political messaging aside, you know, I I don't acknowledge its existence or the, the live-action version's existence anyway. Yeah. So I guess we're going to talk about why we like this movie or why we chose this movie. Yeah, sure. Actually, okay. yeah. So... The only reason that I really liked Mulan is aside from the songs, <laughs> again, like I said, well, you know, it's a Disney movie, so you can't really not expect the songs, but the songs were really, really interesting, but also the messaging. I didn't know it back then, but I wasn't really in, uh, you could say that I wondered why our heroes or our protagonists are always guys. So Mulan, I think, was my first exposure to having like, oh, so girls can be protagonists too, mm-hmm. um, and not and not just like the typical as was common before the '90s, I think, mm-hmm. um, where the female protagonists or the heroines were kind of like, oh, save me, Prince Charming, or whatever. <laughs> so I think Mulan for me was the first experience that I had that, oh, we have this girl and she kicks ass. Mm-hmm. She's a total badass. Mm-hmm. And she saves the entirety of China, you yeah. know, something like that. Yeah. So, so yeah. So the songs, the messaging, and especially given that it was this was released in 1998, we're a bit better now mm-hmm. in terms of equality and all of that. But well, compared to 1998, that's yes, we're definitely better now. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's number five for me, I guess. Right. Fun fact: about- Mulan is not a Disney princess, but she does have the highest skill count. <laughs> are you are you counting those who died um, from the avalanche avalanche thing? I'm not saying Mulan was <laughs> actually. I think I'm saying that Mulan caused the avalanche, and in turn, oh my god! So you're saying that she basically slaughtered the entire Mongol horde? Uh-huh. Okay, and That's... as part of. Uh... With the progressive stance, mm-hmm. uh, Mulan did have 
Mulan had the first black guy on cast. Like Eddie Murphy was the Mushu, Mushu. Mushu. Yeah, yeah, he was Mushu. He, he was on the main, main, Mushu, main cast. Mushu. Like they had other casts as well, but this was the time um, Disney is slow. I'm not sure. I haven't researched a lot, but this is when Disney sl- slowly started to hire more black actors, I guess, voice actors, as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that is an interesting fact. Yeah, uh-huh. and I guess that's going to be something that we will probably be discussing in the future. <laughs> um, okay, because I'm sorry, I, I, I kind of like kind of my my brain short circuited that uh, a little bit back there when you said that he was the first black man on cast. I was like. What? But it was set in China, uh, and then you and then you said voice acting. It's like, oh yes, now it makes sense. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So in the following uh, Disney movies, I think they also made in 2007 the Princess and the Frog, which was mostly black cast. That's, well, yep. it would be appropriate because the Princess and the Frog is based in the South, and it is about uh, people of color. So yep, people of color. All right. <laughs> Now it's on to my to your number five. To yeah, my number five. Actually, my number five is a Disney princess. However, unlike what Eric was saying earlier during my childhood, I preferred the men. <laughs> no, that came out wrong. <laughs> you prefer men? Okay, that's that's a soundbite. I haven't heard one. Yep. Um, I prefer those male protagonists. So, and this is my only. Disney princess in my top five, and it's Aladdin. So I like the story uh, about a boy from Rags to Riches. I like the idea of getting a magic lamp, a just machina object that you can just rub and everything comes true. And but most of all, I like Robin Williams' performance as the genie. Well, that is kind of like his one of his better works. Mm-hmm. You have to agree. Yep. And... With the song. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, Robin Williams actually didn't want his name to be posted, mm. so that people wouldn't want to watch the movie just because his name is on it. However, this actually started the trend of hiring big name stars for animated movies. That's why we have those movies. For example, again back to Mulan, they hired Eddie Murphy and. However, after the 2000s, they actually went back to the roots and mostly hired no-name actors but accomplished voice actors. Okay, that's that's an interesting tidbit. Yeah. So for you, Aladdin was just—it's really just about the fantasy aspect, isn't it? Yeah, and I actually like where the main character is not actually some prince, just a street rat. <laughs> Just some riffraff trying to steal some bread, and magically—not really magically—but he was the chosen one. He was the Anakin for that place. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know Disney bought Lucas Arts or Lucas Films, but you know this is a bit of a cross, a crossover if I ever heard one. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's a rags to riches, and he found a golden shiny object and rubbed one out, right? Rubbed one out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's still, so the message here is that just rub one out, and your dreams or fantasies come true. Is that it? Yep. Well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, at least you'll you'll feel extremely satisfied. Maybe a little guilty. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Just rub one I, out. It just, yeah, it just came out. Oops, sorry. A pun slightly not intended, but kind of is. Uh, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Okay. Aladdin. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, preteen jokes aside, is there anything else about Aladdin that you really liked aside from the rags to riches part, the not being a prince part, or is that it? Mm, well, both Mulan and Aladdin shared the same. Filipino singer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, actually, at the time when I was young, that didn't really matter. But it was a big thing for our country, you know, Filipino pride here and there. It's a feel-good movie. I like the pacing of the movie. Actually, there was one scene. If I were to be critical about why it suddenly went to that scene, but it's a feel-good children's movie, and I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Okay. All right. Let's get to your number four. My number four, I guess, would be Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Zero to hero or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not up to singing. Um, But yeah, again, I chose Hercules mostly because, again, this is one of those movies that I wasn't really interested in. But it's one of the more interesting movies that I saw when I was growing up. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, from the Disney lineup, and the song was the songs were kind of iconic. They were really cool, yeah. yeah especially the Muses songs, yeah. Yeah, it's it. I think that was kind of like uh, the first time I I heard the, this signature sound. You could call it kind of like blues R and B ish type of sound, I mean, and like, it, like isn't isn't it church singing for the mm, black yeah movie? kind of yeah. Gospel. gospel it's gospel singing yeah. and with all of those high notes and all of that and i'm like oh this is this is different mm-hmm. <laughs> um as compared to all of the you know the classic animated disney movies that we had uh, like cinderella little mermaid or whatever like those really old i mean not not little mermaid because that was mm-hmm. in the 1980s but um, the likes of I don't know Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, those kinds of things. So they had very. I didn't particularly enjoy those movies because the songs were a bit. I mean, it's dated. While good, mm-hmm. but yes, it's a bit dated even then, even back then. So I mean, um, so yeah, Hercules. Go yeah. Ahead. Uh, well, for Snow White, it was created during the 1930s and 40s, I guess. So the song yes. style is different, but you could relate for example Hercules to the songs for example of The Little Mermaid they're very much almost I mean obviously Hercules again goes to that gospel type music which is really good and I really appreciate it Mm -hmm. but I'm just defending the fact that each movie was uh, produced on a different time so they had different types of music as well of course of course Let's let's not discuss. Uh, I mean, uh, what I'm trying to say is that I'm not dissing on those classical movies mm-hmm. and the purely Caucasian culture that they're trying to propagate <laughs> during those times. But I'm just saying that you know, I'm not. I don't like Hercules for anything else. It's mostly just the music. I mean, the story is fine. Like, yeah, okay, he's a good guy. Whatever, yeah. I don't care. Um, but I'm actually there for the muses. <laughs> <laughs> It's the muses that kind of got me like like hey this is a this is a great jam you know mm-hmm. no 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 deep meaning for this one I just really like the muses and their music mm-hmm. and what I said earlier just the hired big actor names but I really like the performances of Danny DeVito as Phil the 
satire mm. satire i don't know and obviously the best performance was from james woods who was hades oh yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> So there's a bit of fun fact. Uh, Hades was supposed to be like a really scary dude, the usual evil guy in a Disney film. But the James Wood, the actor, actually wanted to make it more of a sleazy salesman type of character. So I think he got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, just being a Disney nerd here. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just one thing that bugged me uh, right. about Hercules is that about the Hades, you know, Hades's hair, <laughs> if you recall. Yeah, the fire. Yeah, yeah, the fire. I mean, whenever he got angry, it turned red. Mm-hmm. And he, I guess any science guy would tell you that fire burns hotter, um, hotter when it's blue, oh, right? Yep. So, like, a uh, little bit of a scientific inaccuracy, <laughs> but I guess that's a moot point, especially <laughs> when you're dealing with something from myth. Um, By the way, yeah. uh, if you want to learn mythology, this is not the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely not not the film that you should reference if you want to learn serious mythology. Uh-huh. That's true. What about you? What is your number four? All right. Speaking of mythology, uh, let's uh, we're going to the Arthurian legends, and my number four is the Sword in the Stone. Hmm. So this film is about a young Arthur who meets Merlin and how Merlin teaches him how to be a good squire only to make it that Arthur somehow found a sword in stone and obviously he became King Arthur but that's not the point. It's more of a fantasy, if you will. Um, I like fantasy movies and at the same time I like Arthurian legends. And again... This is not, you don't use these films to learn about any type of myth or legends. It's merely their Disney's how they interpreted it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a fun movie. There were really great scenes. And an iconic scene would be for me was when Merlin turned both of them into squirrels so that Arthur can learn about the animals. And a female squirrel actually fell in love with squirrel Arthur only to be heartbroken because Arthur turned into a boy. Oh my god. Ah! <laughs> oh, the implications! <laughs> I, You haven't actually seen this movie? I mean, I think I have just the ones when I was very young. Yeah. Because I think this was a very old movie. This is a very old yeah, movie, very right? Old movie. It doesn't really have the usual Disney songs. It has a few songs, yeah. but just here and there. And this is 1963. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. And one of, yeah. one of the other iconic scenes is where Merlin fights with a witch. So they transform into animals to fight each other. And uh, the witch cheated because she turned into a non-existent dragon? creature yeah dragon so merlin turned spoiler him... alert yeah spoiler alert merlin turned himself into a virus <laughs> jesus yeah that's... okay and that was well, that's an interesting fight i think i've seen that clip on youtube before like merlin versus the witch yep uh... madam mimsy Ma- mimsy madam mimsy Mim- 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 yep 
It was really fun and I enjoyed it every. It's just that a bit kind of scene to scene because one scene you have them turning into a squirrel, one scene they are fighting a witch and the next scene they are in fishes. And then then it's like a suddenly it ended with Arthur getting the sword. Yeah. It's a fun film. I uh, wouldn't say it's a great film, but I enjoyed it. That's why it's my number four. Okay. But I am kind of bothered by the squirrel thing, though. Because <laughs> I mean, what if that's the movie that inspired furries? <laughs> well, that could be one of those films. Anyway, we're not getting into that right now. <laughs> We've had enough innuendo for today. <laughs> so we're going to proceed to my number three, which is... Uh, this is a more recent, relatively speaking, um, movie, which is Brother Bear. Oh. So to those who don't know about the movie, this is about a human guy who has ostensibly brothers. But then he kind of hunts bears, I think, as a, as a rite of passage mm-hmm. uh, to become a man. And he gets turned into a bear. And he kind of became a brother to the orphan bear. You know, to whose mother um, he killed so so yeah and the reason why i like this movie i don't i don't really understand uh, Mm -hmm. i think it's because of the message or not really the message but kind of like the idea of finding finding family yes found family (laughs) because obviously ostensibly the human turned bear Mm-hmm. did not like his circumstances at all and would have preferred to continue being a human. And, you know, at the end of the movie, he decided that, hey, you know, I have to stick to this kid, this this baby bear, this cub. Mm-hmm. And um, finding someone to care for and cons- and someone who looks up to you, I guess, and choosing to become a brother to that person mm-hmm. or to this bear, I guess. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's not it might speak to some of my deep-seated issues perhaps, <laughs> but I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> you should, a bit of drama. You should kill someone's mother and proceed to yeah. do what the brother bear did. Maybe So basically kind of like find a mom and son, yep. kill the mom and then say and say to the son, "I'm your brother now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... Oh my god. Some of you might have not seen this movie. This movie was only available, not only available, but it was not shown in theaters, but we saw this on the Disney Channel, probably. Or did you use the VHS for this or just the Disney Channel one? Um, This was in 2003. So most likely the Disney Channel when, when, we used to, when I used to live in a place that had cable. Yep. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely yeah. Disney Channel. Yeah, Eric is a bit off on the plot there. At the same time, I haven't really watched as you said, as I said earlier, I didn't really watch this film more than once. But it's the message is there. Understand your surroundings. Be help nature. I don't know. <laughs> Just don't kill random animals and family, of course. <laughs> right. right. It all boils down to family. Yeah. So, what about you? What's your number three? My number three is also one of really. This is my latest film that I watched on my list. It's from 2003, and the reason how Hercules was made was that so that the writers can create this film. So the writers had to appease their the Disney clients or bosses. They needed to create a film with 
song. And then when that sold well, they can create their own pred project. And this was Treasure Planet. This is my number three. Ooh. Yeah. I like this film because first, I like the soundtrack. Not all of the soundtrack, but the main soundtrack. The one sang by Google Dolls. Not really the Google Dolls, but the main singer, which was I'm Still Here. At the same time, this mm. is not your typical Disney film. This doesn't have all those song and dance here and there. It was a good film, a uh, coming-of-age kind of film for Jim, the main character, uh, who was rough around the edges, who didn't have a dad growing up, and had to go find himself through adventure, through the map, by going to another world to find that treasure. But he was the treasure all along. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the friendship that was the treasure all along. Because along the way, he met this cook. Yep. What was his name? The guy? The cyborg. Who ostensibly, who very obviously looks like a bad guy, yeah. by the way. <laughs> it was quite um, obvious. Actually, it was very it was obvious. Yeah, because if you didn't know, another spoiler, Treasure Planet is based on the book Treasure Island. <laughs> Obviously, yes, but set in space. It's treasure. It's basically it's literally Treasure Island, but in space. Yep. So it's called Treasure yeah. Planet. I recall Treasure Planet is actually on my number two, but since you already mentioned it, it's okay. Yeah. Um, I recall that this was a, a fascinating movie because you remember the bosun mm. or the second in command. Mm. The bosun is the guy who kind of like whips whips the people into yeah. shape. The guy who looks, He's kind of like the sergeant. Yeah, he looks like a rock golem type. Yes, yes, yes. That's the guy. I remember it because this gave me kind of like I think this is like one of those movies that kind of got me thinking about the void. Mm -hmm. Um, because I recall, spoiler alert. Obviously, the crew were all pirates, mm -hmm. and this hard ass, the bosun, was um, getting on everyone's nerves, and they engineered an accident. Where they went through, I, I don't recall this exactly, but they went through some sort of black hole, um, black hole or whatever, mm -hmm. and everyone had to tie themselves to something, mm -hmm. right? But the bosun wasn't able to tie himself, or because his knots came loose or something, or someone cut the knots. Someone cut. I don't really remember. Yep. Mm, I think it was a trader guy, right? The spider guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just started saying like, "No." Out, out into this, into the void or the, into the cold of space, and I remember like after watching this movie, it's like I mean, a lot of people would say that they were, you know, they were thinking about the ending, the mm -hmm. twist, but I was more stuck on that moment. Like, <laughs> what would it feel like? Like you're, you feel like you're constantly falling, and and I, at the, at that time, I didn't have the concept of space being a vacuum yet, so all of my reference was just, you know, it's like. Um, whenever you have that dream when you suddenly wake up yeah. um, feeling that you were falling yep probably like that that was my reference something like that mm -hmm. so I was like what would that feel like mm -hmm. to forever fall mm -hmm. and never wake up you mm -hmm. know it's that kind of feeling uh, waking up from falling but you actually never wake up you just fall forever mm -hmm. and I think I like they, I had a might I think that was like my first nightmare I can remember. It's like, oh, I don't want that to happen to me, or something. Or if maybe the bosun wasn't such a hard ass, he would not, that wouldn't have, you know, that wouldn't happen to him or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fun fact: they used the clip of Darth Vader's snow when the sergeant was falling. So it's, oh, really? It, I did not know that. And it can be foreshadowing of Disney buying Lucas Arts. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh shit! Oh snap! Oh snap! Uh, but, Damn! Well, actually, I just made up that one just now. Oh, oh my god! Okay, do not do that, man. <laughs> but a bit of a fun fact. Uh, actually, it's not fun. It's actually sad. Treasure Planet was actually a big hit. I mean, not a big hit. A big hit on Disney's financially because it did not get the gross income it wanted. That's why afterwards there were less and less films, animated films created by Disney. If you will notice on the timeline on Disney's movies, afterwards they didn't produce any films, uh, but they acquired Pixar. And the next film that they produced was probably The Princess and the Frog, which is in 2007 or more. So you're saying basically that Treasure Planet caused Disney to just stop animating movies. Yep. But it's a cult classic now. By now, it's a cult classic. By now, everybody knows it's a good film. Yeah, and I'm currently looking at it. And their next animated film was... Oh, it's 2009. So, six years. And the, the, the rest films in between those years were acquired 3D studios. So, you'll have their Ratatouille, Meet the Robinsons, etc. Chicken Little. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, by now everybody knows it's a good film. However, it did not sell well. I don't know. Maybe like you, people were traumatized by that scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, as well. So, but mm-hmm. I, I would like to make an addition though. On Treasure Planet, have you ever seen the Treasure Island? The Muppet version of Treasure Island? Uh, no, uh, I haven't actually seen that one. I would recommend it, actually. Mm-hmm. In terms of emotional impact, I would say that... Well, Treasure Planet definitely has the, you know, has a heavier impact mm-hmm. emotionally. But Treasure Island, The Muppets, Treasure Island, was also pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I should watch that again, <laughs> just to check if... Maybe it's just my, my nostalgia talking or whatever. Yeah, but we'll see. But we'll see. Um, Treasure Planet has, since it was based on a book, it has some deep characters as well. It also touches on the message on topics such as obsession, as well as finding oneself, as well as mm-hmm. Ben being marooned alone. Well, in this animated film, he was a robot, but in the book, it was a person who was mm. all alone in that island. Damn. Anyways, um, since Treasure Planet is your number two, we'll proceed to my number two, which has already been mentioned. It's Hercules. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, so we just stole um, each other's uh, well, movies. Okay. Yeah, okay. obviously. I, I would I would like to comment though that there is one particular movie that we haven't really talked about, but I guess we'll let we'll see. Let's play it out because it might be your number one. I'm not really sure. Yeah. So we should proceed with number one. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to talk about. We already talked about Hercules. I already gave a tidbit of how Hercules was the recent Treasure Planet got made. And all right, let's see your number one. My number one, well, isn't really number one as in this is my best and most favorite movie. But again, this is not in no particular order. Lilo and Stitch. (laughs) Ohana. Yes, Ohana means family. And family means nobody gets left behind, I think. (laughs) is the correct i don't know i don't remember but why do i like this movie it's because it's the dynamic between the siblings Mm -hmm. that really interested me (laughs) because as you know i have a sister i have an older sister Mm -hmm. and 
And I was thinking at the time, like, why isn't my sister like this? <laughs> <laughs> right? right. But, you know, I, I really enjoyed it because it's all about, though they technically don't have their mom and dad in the picture anymore because mm -hmm. of some accident or whatever. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed this kind of putting myself in Lilo's shoes, specifically in their shoes where it's just her and her sister and her sister's boyfriend and uh, mm -hmm. the people in their community, I guess. And I guess these these three aliens that became a part of their lives. But yeah, that was, I was really interested in that. And I guess you could say I have sister issues as well. Jesus, <laughs> I have a lot of issues. I have a lot of baggage. But yeah, I, I also like that we as a species are hardwired to like cute things. <laughs> so you really can't deny that Lilo is cute and Stitch is cute. Even the bad guys look cute designed specifically to evoke these kinds of emotions or responses from us because they're supposed to look like babies around soft and squishy babies mm -hmm. but yeah so yeah sister issues brother issues what other issues do i probably have um, well treasure planet obviously has you know daddy issues as well <laughs> <laughs> jesus i see um uh, I don't really have a fun fact for Leon Stitch. I do like that they used Elvis songs and they sang Hawaii, the Aloha, that Hawaiian song. Mm -hmm. What else? It was in the 70s. And it's also one of Disney's more complete film, if you will. If you were to use the hero's journey for Stitch. Mm. Um, yep. Yes. And they, they have uh, a lot of iconic scenes the one where the again that scene uh, ohana means family and the other one i can remember is when lilo gets taken and they like make a promise before so that lilo, stitch tries to save lilo those were iconic scenes and i really laugh at that guy for not being able to get his ice cream <laughs> <laughs> the fat dude yeah. i remember Yes. All right. Okay, and your number one is? Um, so, as you can see from Eric's uh, list, it's more of a theme of family. While my number one is a goofy movie. And <laughs> ah, yep. This is what I was going to say. I knew it. I knew it. I knew that this was going to be your number one. Ah, <laughs> yeah, damn. I've been playing these two songs in the dorm room from time to time uh, during our college days. And as well as the theme for my list is mostly a coming of age type of theme story for Aladdin. Well, not really Aladdin, but Sword in the Stone, Treasure Planet, Hercules. And now again with Max in the Goofy movie. And can have some daddy issues there, but... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and that completes my list. You're actually a 90s kid. If you if you hear this, this, those songs, those two songs, uh, which was Stand Out and well, Eye to Eye, you would actually know which movie it came from. You would know it's from the Goofy movie. And I'm surprised, actually, that Disney didn't have Mickey as their first featured film. I, they did have later on, but it was actually a go Goofy had their first mm -hmm. animated film. Well, you can have seen both believe, but that's not really an animated film. <laughs> per se. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Ah, this was the movie that I was gonna say that why haven't we talked about this movie yet? This is supposed to be your favorite movie. I was like, okay, I knew it. This is your number one. Oh, yeah. I knew it. I knew it. You know me. Anyway, 
strangely strangely though i was considering adding this to my top five but at the same time i've just i've never actually finished watching this film oh my god i mean i skipped parts of it i don't know because i it i felt so attacked (laughs) (laughs) i felt so attacked oh this is so cringe i'm cringing so hard because why do i see these parallels between myself and this movie it's like ah stop it i don't want to I don't want to continue anymore. It's making me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I do enjoy actually the, mm-hmm. the message um, of the Goofy movie. Yeah. And you gotta admit the the mu- the music is really nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really really nineties. And yeah, it it epitomizes the nineties, doesn't it? Yep. The costume, the wardrobe, yep. and you know, ah. Damn, uh, it's my nostalgia talking again. <laughs> and as well as for a really iconic scene, I will always remember uh, Max saying to Goofy that there are two hard-hitting scenes. First is when they were fighting in the raft. Uh, mm, in the in the car. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, well, when they got the, stranded. The car, they got stranded. They went into the raft because it, the car fell into a river. Uh, Goofy yeah, said yeah. to his son, uh, to Max, that he knows that Max is growing up and he's not really trying to control him, but he wants just wants to be a part of his life. That was really sad. Oh, <laughs> no, no, stop! And when they reconciled, Max told his dad, Goofy, that I'm not always going to be your little boy anymore, but I'll always be your son. Oh, no, stop! <laughs> this is hurting me. Yeah. I'm bleeding. Yeah, I've actually watched these movies more times than I can count. Probably at least five, or I'm I'm actually underestimating. Probably at least seven or eight. <laughs> oh, stop! But yeah, um, the Goofy movie is definitely one of those movies that you need to see, a must watch. Uh, if not for the the music, then definitely for the messaging as yeah. well. By now, I'm just watching it for the music. I know the plot from the... (laughs) I just memorized it by now. All right. Damn. Okay. So now, I guess we've learned a lot about each other. I remembered your number one favorite Disney movie. Mm -hmm. And now everybody knows that I have so many issues that I can fill a backpack full of them. (laughs) Coincidentally, I did write a poem about that a long, long time ago. But we're not going to go back into that anymore. <laughs> I have like daddy issues, sister issues, brother issues, so mommy issues. Maybe? Question mark? <laughs> I don't know. You just have a lot of baggage, man. And it was nice. That was fun. Um, I hope you, the audience, enjoys us rating our top fives. Do comment if you want more of these type of co- topics. And Eric, do you have any more final thoughts on this? I have issues. That's all. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Wet Bigode, a show of random conversations by people with Bigode. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss out, follow us on Spotify and Facebook and Twitter at Wet Bigode. Tell your friends about us and share the love. We appreciate the support. Until next time. Cheers. Bye. Cheers.